Edith, what do you call it when you get mugged on the vernal equinox? Mugged on the vernal, I don't know. The first robin of spring. Oh, good one. (laughs) That's a good one. Did you hear about the pregnant bed bug? No, what happened? She's having a baby in the spring. (laughs) (laughs) This is a whole different definition of spring. I get it. It was a mattress spring. This is a mattress spring. I totally got it. Yeah, let's get it. Hi, I'm Christy. And I'm Edith. We're backyard gardeners in Colorado. And neighbors. And friends. These days, gardening is becoming very popular. We're not experts. We just learned a lot about gardening from the mistakes we made along the way. So welcome to Upside Down Tulips, a fun podcast that celebrates gardening gone wrong. Upside Down Tulips. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, Hi, Christy. So did you get any snow this week? Oh, very funny. You know, funny you should ask, because I'm three blocks away from you, and I did get snow. I got almost two feet. Now, how come I got 18 inches and you got two feet? Um, I don't know. (laughs) We have different... Are you measuring in the metric system? No, I'm measuring um, by... I don't know how I'm measuring. I'm rounding off. (laughs) (laughs) I know it was more than 18 inches, though. But it's hard to tell because it was so drifty. It was so incredibly drifty. Yeah. So maybe I was measuring in the lower parts of my yard. Yeah. I put my yardstick out there. Well, then, you know, you're a scientist. <laughs> you're the meteorologist here. So sure. And uh, boy, that was a beautiful snow, though, wasn't that it? That was gorgeous. I loved it. And today it's 60 degrees. Mm-hmm. And it's, I bet you by the end of the day, it's all gone. Yeah. But it's going to snow again, they said, Monday or Tuesday. So that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Today, we'll never get to garden, Christy. That's the problem. We'll It'll be too there. muddy to garden. <laughs> Come on. And today is um, the first day of spring. The first day of spring. Today. Yay, boing. Spring. <laughs> Happy spring. Has sprung, boing. I, I heard some interesting information about this blizzard we had last week. Okay. I thought you'd find of note. Okay. Did you know, Edith? Yes. That not only did that snowstorm break records mm-hmm. across the Rocky Mountains, mm-hmm. But it also had something secret buried in the snow. Mm, what, my wishes and dreams and hopes for an early planting? What? What was what was buried in the snow? That may be true. And also, there was a layer of brownish snow that fell in New Mexico and Colorado that included soil all the way from Mexico. Oh, my gosh. Wow, reminds me of the haboob we had last August. Exactly. Really? Yes. So this this soil, because the storm came from the south. Yes, it did. And they were able to tell on radar the quality of the snow. They said that some of the particles of the soil were very fine. So it only takes 15 to 20 mile an hour winds to have them lifted off the ground. So with the winds gusting three times that, the Dust was easily picked up and carried 800 miles. Wow. As far as Boulder, which is a good, what do you say, 40 minutes to the north of mm-hmm. us, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So we have Mexican soil now. Nice. Okay. I'm going to go grow me an avocado. <laughs> well, speaking of which, what are we talking about this week? We're going to talk about early spring planting. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited. What what can we plant right now? 
And then in the uh, next week in mm-hmm. the 5W situation, we're going to talk when to plant. What? Yes. See the five W's that you're supposed to wear, 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 why, when? I'm with you. Okay, good. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when to plant what? So that's for the rest of the year. Yep, the whole entire year. Um, we got another review on Apple Tunes. Good news. That's good news. Is it, wait, is it a good review? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Though I, I want to be presumptuous. Told, I have been told that once you get your first one-star review, you really yeah. made it. Really? But I'm not looking forward to that. A one star but, is a bad one, right? One star yeah. is bad. Yeah. Okay. We got okay. a five star review. It was very nice. And this is from, this the person's called Frohi Oma. Frohi Oma. Oma's grandmother in German. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, that's, who knows who this is then? Yeah. They say, there is no better company to have in my ear as I work in my garden than these two ladies. I'm sure my neighbors think I'm nuts when they hear me barely laughing and look over to see me doubled over alone in my beds. Not that they'd recognize my face anyway, though. They're much more familiar with my hind quarters. <laughs> Hand pruners in my back pocket like they're a permanent fixture and all. Thanks for bringing the light and laughter to my work. Oh, Christy, doesn't this sound like someone we'd like to know? Yes. That is so, my hindquarters. <laughs> yeah, that's how I always feel like. All right. Well, that's great. I'm that, that That's happiness right there. Yeah. Hey, thank thanks you. so much. Thank you. Thank you, listener, Oma. Uh, and we want to give a shout out to one of our members of the garden party. Yes, we do. And she's an addict tomato. An addict tomato, folks, is a member of our garden party, somebody who contributes $25 or more a month to our podcast. And that is our Marsha B. from Lakewood. Thanks, Marsha. Thank you so much, Marsha. We appreciate your support. We like having um, lots of members of our garden party. This means we can continue to doing what we're doing. Yes. We also have merch and dyes. Well, if you become a member of the garden party, depending upon what level you're at, you can get some merch. You can get a coffee mug mm-hmm. or a t-shirt. Um, but there's lots of other uh, merch that you can get. You can get face masks or garden journals or mm-hmm. totes. Totes. Who doesn't want a tote? So, did you get out in your garden this week, Edith? Did you go harvest some snow? Oh, gosh, Christy. I, you know, ugh, really, it's just really starting to melt. This morning, I noticed some melting. But no, I haven't been out. But I did walk through today because there was some melting and um, everything is extremely soggy. Mm-hmm. Nothing is up. My jugs are doing good. The the, oh, the winter sowing. Good. The, the three of them, they look like they're doing good. I also planted seedlings. I'm planting them indoors so that later I can transplant them outdoors. Uh-huh. So I, pla- I planted two, it's called Mishli cabbage, two Copenhagen cabbage which we remember lasts for six months in the refrigerator. That's why I'm planting that. Wow. And um, leek for the first time. All this I'm doing from seed so that I can later on put it in the garden. Inside. I'm doing it inside. I'm going to plant it outside later. And do you have like, um, are they on a windowsill or how are you giving light to it? I take them out to my porch and then they're in a big, gigantic plastic salad thing. And so at night I cover them. Put the plastic cover on, uh-huh. bring them in the house, so that they're in like a little humidor, like a cigar. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about seed starting a couple weeks ago. Folks, that's episode 28, You Grow Girl and Guy, How to Start Seeds Indoors. Now's the time for some cool weather stuff, right? Now's yeah. the time to mm-hmm. start them. What about you? What, <laughs> what did you do? 
What have you been doing? I did go out today, too. I went out, and you're right, it's pretty soggy. I did a little bed cleanup, though, around the iris and around the daylilies. But once I started really reaching out there and saw it was really muddy, I kind of stopped, and I was just kind of doing it in the areas that were a little drier. Good, yeah. It's hard to resist, though, isn't it? It's really hard to resist. I've been so anxious to get out there. It's too muddy. Uh, and be careful yeah. of, I was. I got to be careful walking on the grass, too. Because that'll really pack things down. So Oh, I didn't even think of that. Not having a lawn, why would I? Yeah. I did something I've never done in my never ever ever done while gardening. You robbed a bank. <laughs> <laughs> to pay for bulbs. Yes. I was like, bulbs are expensive. A lot of this stuff's getting ridiculous. <laughs> now what did you do? I, I Are you ready? Yes. I tested my soil. Oh, good. So I did it in a couple different ways. I I had a little soil kit I think I bought 20 years ago. I remember seeing this up in your kitchen. And it's from the company called Perry Morse. And when I bought it 20 years ago, it was $3.49. Okay. So in today's money, that's about $600. Money money is no yeah, longer yeah. has any meaning. Yeah. And um, you take some soil and you mix it with some water and you put it in these little tubes with these little different capsules and it tests different elements. So the first one I tested was for pH and by this little chart here, it looks like I have neutral. Excellent. Oh, good. That's what we want. So it's, it means that it's not alkaline. It's not acid. It's a neutral. This is my garden. Oh, I should admit, this is my vegetable garden that I tested. Oh, that's perfect. And then I tested um, phosphorus. Mm-hmm. And it looks by this chart, it might be kind of high. Oh, that's interesting. So like I have a good amount of phosphorus. Maybe it's medium, medium to medium high. It's that darker blue. Uh-huh. Nice color. Okay, mm-hmm. so that looks really good. Uh-huh. Now here where things get interesting is this one is nitrogen. And Would this you- is the pink. It's like I hardly have any nitrogen in my in my vegetable Well, garden. that's weird. You should have some nitrogen, right? And then look at potash. This is potassium. Is that how you call it? Potash? Potash? I don't know. I've never heard anyone say that word out loud. Do you think it's it's potash? I have no idea what it is. (laughs) Let's just call it potash potash. Do you think it's a silent T and it's poash? No, I'm no silent letters. Silent. No. Is the P silent? It's O ash? Yeah, it's O ash. That's right. It's O ash. Well, whatever it is. I don't have any of it in my vegetable garden. And I thought, how can that be? Because I eat so many bananas and I put them in the compost pile and I But look- that's potassium. Yeah, that's the same thing. Oh, it's the same thing as uh-huh. potash. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Potash. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but I did some research on it and found out that because I have an uncovered compost pile, a lot of the potassium can just get leaked <gasps> out because oh. of rain and snow, et cetera. Wow. So the reason, folks, that we don't know how to pronounce this word, you would think, being professionals, haha, we would have had time to look up the pronunciation. But see, Christy doesn't tell me what she's going to talk about. So that's why we have no idea how to say this well, word. Well, I like to keep it spon- spontaneous. It's very spontaneous. It is so spontaneous. Then the um, other way I tested my soil, Edith, yes. was I did your soil test. Which is in our episode on soils, which is a, called a pantry test, costs no money. It is done with stuff you have in your pantry. A jar, some water, mm-hmm. and a tablespoon of dishwashing oh, detergent. Oh, good, good, good. To find out what my levels are of clay, 
sediment. Sediments, right. And so I'm halfway through that test. So nice. the, you test it for one minute, two hours, and 48 mm-hmm. hours. So okay. by tomorrow, I'll know more about So next week, we can, you know, reveal, have the big, like it's like a gender reveal for soil. Yeah. And those tests are on our website, or you can go back and listen to our soil episode, episode 29. We have the best dirt on soil. And it's an interesting episode. It doesn't sound like it at first, like, ooh, soil, not interesting. But yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah, it is. It is a really good episode. And then I have a a garden musing. Are you going to muse now? Yes. Okay. I forget what episode it was, Edith, that you brought up this great organization in the Denver metro area called Denver Urban Gardens, Mm -hmm. called Doug. Uh And they have a great, huge program that gives free plants and seeds to people who want to grow a garden. Mm-hmm. We were wondering, I wonder if other cities do this at all. We found a couple other cities that do this. I found a national organization that does this. Really? It's called Million Gardens Movement. Nice. It's a community of gardeners who want to inspire a happier and healthier world by educating and supporting millions of new gardens to grow their own food. So it came about as a result of the COVID pandemic and the um, people behind Modern Farmer and Big Green joined forces to create this joint charitable project that's dedicated to mobilizing a million people to grow their own food and reap the benefits of gardening. And they will make it possible for any family, no matter where they live or what resources they have, to grow their own healthy food. They'll provide um, people with a beginning-friendly garden kit, so that they can create healthy eating habits. Do you know, Edith, that you can save up to $677 a year on average by growing your own fruits and vegetables? That's fantastic. And that one in four families faced food insecurity last year. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a growing problem. Um, it looks like somebody has a couple of answers. That is fantastic. MillionGardensMovement.org. Look it up, folks. That sounds amazing. And you can either get a garden or you could give a garden by making a small donation of 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. Nice. I love when you have good news like that. Here comes the more grim news. Uh-oh. That is coming from <laughs> me, of course. I, let's call this section, in case you missed it, I-C-Y-M-I, right? <laughs> I-C-Y-M-I. Okay. Everybody... Everybody knows that commercial, that Seresto, Seresto, Seresto. Do you know that commercial, Christy? She's looking at me like I'm an idiot. Okay. It's a dog is singing about his flea collar, and he sounds all goofy and happy. Mm -hmm. Well, turns out that Seresto, which is one of the most popular flea and tick collars, has been linked to hundreds of pet deaths, tens of thousands of injured animals, and hundreds of harmed humans. Soresto was developed by Bayer, who also owns Monsanto. What? That we, how many times did we um, talk about them in episode 19? Mm-hmm. Something new, something old, something bioengineered. So I'm not surprised by that at all. But Bayer sold it to Elanco for $7.6 billion. Wow. To buy the, I'm doing air quotes, animal health portion of Bayer. So the EPA, our Environmental Protection Agency, has received more than 75,000 incident reports, including 1,000 involving human harm. And what do you think they did? Hmm. What? They did nothing. They did nothing. Elanco has lobbied the EPA quarterly on issues relating to animal health, which uh, 
according to the Nonprofit Center for Responsive Politics, which maintains a website tracking political contributions. Over two years, the company has spent $1.6 million on lobbying the EPA. Uh, yeah. Yeah. As uh, opposed to just fixing the problem. Exactly. And Sequesto contains, how do you say this, imidacloprid. If I can't say potash, I don't know how I'm going to say this word. Imidacloprid, which nice. belongs, thank you, <laughs> which belongs to the, here comes another one, to the neonicotinoid class of insects, insecticides most commonly used on crops in the U.S., by Monsanto, that is also killing our bees and butterflies. Mm. Get rid of the flea collars, folks. Especially if you have little kids that play with the dog. There are people that sleep with their dogs. They've gotten very sick. Oh, my goodness. How frightening. Thanks for bringing that, Edith. You're welcome. You know, I I wanted to be an investigative journalist or a spy, but instead I'm doing a podcast, (laughs) so I didn't miss it by much, did I? (laughs) Well, folks, if you ever hear words... Or terms you're not familiar with, or um, concepts, right? Pronunciations. Yeah, if you, if you want to send us some pronunciations, that'd be great. Or you want a good laugh, check out the upside down dictionary on our website, or just click on the link in our show notes. If you want to see pics of our gardens, inspirations, and gardening jokes, you could visit us not in person necessarily, but on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. Guess what? What we have blogs too. Yes, and. and you- a YouTube channel. Jinx. <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> uh, and also on our website, you can sign up for our newsletter for jokes and funny garden signs. <laughs> Damn you, bindweed. <laughs> I am Root. I know what you are, and you're like six feet long, but I won't give up. Ha! Gotcha. I am still Root. Oh my gourd. I need the help of the gardeners of the galaxy. Stand back, earthly backyard gardener. Captain Garden is here. Oh, thank heavens. I'm pulling weeds, and I thought I had it, but it's still alive. Did you hear a sort of popping sound? Yes, I did. Not good. Leaving even a little bit of the root of some weeds, and it will just regrow. I am root. We know who you are. Maybe I point out a few things, Ernest, backyard gardener. Oh, yes, please do. Save me, Captain Garden. Look how dry the ground is. It's very hard to pull weeds when the ground is packed and dry like this. It will often break the root, especially on such a large weed. Look at this little weed. And the soil here is wetter. Try pulling that. I am root. That's a giant ragweed. Little now, but it can grow to 15 feet high. Out it comes. Uh, uh. Hey, that came out easily. Let's try this one. Wait now. That's a little dandelion. I am root. Are you sure you want to pull that dandelion? You could leave it for the bees. Or put the leaves in your salad. Very nutritious. All right, Captain Garden. I'll leave it. I am root. I am root.
and thank you, even-tempered backyard gardener, for not using poisons on the soil. Mother Nature, the most powerful superhero of them all, will be pleased. Thank you. Now I wonder if you could help me haul some of this... Or not. She called me even-tempered. What a great compliment. The Gardeners of the Galaxy. Superheroes whose adventures do not include decapitation, bleeding membranes, burning motorcycles, mass murder, gouging eyes, homicidal robots, maniacal despots, death by drones, or toxic masculinity. Hey, we're back. Like we went away, but we're back now. <laughs> Where'd we go? I don't know. We went nowhere. <laughs> I went to get a tissue. So talk to us. Talk to us about our topic, Christy. Early spring planting. Mm-hmm. Today's the first day of spring. But do you know that spring almost always arrives on the 20th or the 21st? But sometimes it arrives on March 19th. I did not know that. Does that have something to do with the sun and like going around? Yeah. The, it's, mm -hmm. the equinoxes and the solstices don't always come on the same day because the earth doesn't circle the sun in exactly 365 days. That makes sense. The first day of spring is called the vernal equinox. Vernal is Latin for spring, while equinox is Latin for equal night. Nice. Very nice. Mm -hmm. Do you know, ever hear that about that myth that you can balance an egg on its end on the spring equinox? I have heard. Mm -hmm. Is that true? It is not. Okay. It can... Um, it's no easier on the spring equinox than it is any other day. Okay, blasting the myths. That's what we're all about, the egg myths. <laughs> Do you ever get spring fever? No. It's a real thing. <laughs> it is. It is. It's a real thing. Like your temperature goes up? It Yes. When the temperature rises during the warm spell after a long winter, there's a dilation of the blood vessels, so blood can be carried to the body surface where the heat can be lost quickly. And people experience an energetic feeling when this happens. Wow. It makes whole sense, doesn't it? That makes sense for all you teachers out there with classrooms full of, oh, I'm sorry, it's a pandemic. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, baby birds learn to sing during spring. So they are born with the ability to sing, but they must learn the specific songs of their species. Oh, for heaven's And they sakes. often learn their song within two months of being born. Okay, now that one is really interesting. Not that the other ones weren't, but that's particularly yeah, I like interesting. That. I like that. Yeah. Um, and there has been a long-term study that found that, at least in the Rocky Mountain region, where we live here in Colorado, spring begins, on average, about three weeks earlier than it did in the 1970s. In the 1970s? Yes. That's only 50 years ago. Yeah. That's horrifying. Well, thank you for that. Okay. <laughs> God, that's awful. Well, if you are a novice gardener out there and you want to go ahead and you know what you can plant and what you can plant, now it can be a little confusing out there. Um, and to make things more complicated, not everything can be planted at the same time. No. Mm -mm. Um, so we'll kind of go through uh, vegetables and flowers about what you can plant right now. Uh, it, you may find it helpful to know when your average frost-free date is. No, you have to know that, folks. You have to know that. And it has to be in your zone. Like, we don't know where you are and what your zone is. 
So that's like incredibly important, right, Christy, and to we'll know have the frost-free date. We'll yeah. have links in the show notes where you can find your your last frost-free date. For us, it's uh, May 7th. Mm-hmm. And what zone you're in, for us, we are in zone 5B, which is a good zone to be in. Oh, sure. It's yeah. a wonderful zone. It's the party zone of the whole country. <laughs> Well, as soon as things dry out a little bit, yeah. we're going to start planting, aren't we? I am so glad that I planted peas, which may have rotted, but right before that <laughs> snow, remember I planted peas yes. and onions? Yeah. No sign of them. Now, the peas are still under snow, but the onions, nothing. Mm. But we'll see. We'll find out. I hope they didn't rot, but they might have. <laughs> Fingers you know? crossed. Yeah. yeah. But you can always plant them again. Absolutely, I can. And don't forget, if you're not killing things... As a gardener, you're yeah. not trying hard enough. That's absolutely, I love, love, love <laughs> that philosophy of yours. And if you make a mistake, the garden will forgive you. Yay! So there you go. It's a, it's a win-win. So what would you, what would you start outside in early spring? Peas. Mm. Peas are always my number one. And um, not just because they're delicious, but they're so fast growing. They're beautiful to look at. When I see the blossoms on a pea vine... I know that it's really heading into summer. They even smell good. Um, they're different kinds. You know, they're snap peas. So you can eat the whole pea. That's my favorite. In fact, when I plant those, I never get a big crop. I consider that just to be my treat in the garden. Oh, that's nice. See? That's like nature handing you a candy bar. It's like your candy machine out there. Uh-huh. Snow peas. You can eat the pot and the peas in a snow pea. The very word snow pea means you can plant them early. See how kind nature is calling them snow <laughs> love peas. That. Yes. It's wonderful. And I personally like shelling peas, which sometimes which are peas with shells that you're not mm. supposed to eat, although sometimes I do eat them when they're young. And I just love opening the pea pod and seeing all the little bulging peas. Yeah. And like you, I eat them right then and there. And then I I, I try to freeze some for the winter. Oh that's smart. Yeah, for soups and stuff. So what do you plant first? Um, I Well, I plant peas first. Mm -hmm. I'll also put lettuces out. I'm going to do that shortly as soon as the, it dries out. Yes. Plus, we both have spinach that overwintered. Yes. Signaling that's the perfect thing to plant now if your soil is not too wet. Lots plant of different spinach. types of lettuces you can put out in mm -hmm. early spring. Um, I like to do um, kale also. Kale is great. Chard. Mm-hmm. The thing is, folks, if you don't, uh, if you don't plant this spring stuff in the spring, you're going to plant it and it's going to rush to to go to seed, and you're not going to have anything. Yeah, these type of plants like it a little cooler, and it's if you're in a warmer temperature. Well, heck, if you're in zone seven, you've already planted all this yes. and enjoying it, and it's probably going to get too warm soon, and mm -hmm. it'll be gone. If you love cilantro and you live in Colorado, you got to plant that stuff as soon as you can. Right now, it's still too muddy, but as soon as you can, you got to plant that because it hates the heat. And do, and I will often even soak my cilantro seeds overnight just to help speed up the process okay, to get them going. Okay, that's a really good idea. I've not done that. I've done that with peas, and I've done that with morning glories, but I have not done that. That's a great idea. And I'll also plant cilantro in succession. I do that too. So mm -hmm. two, every two weeks, put in another little row of cilantro. Most most root vegetables are okay to plant now, like carrots, turnips, beets. Most of them are okay to plant. They will be slow to, what do you call, germinate mm -hmm. and to grow at first, but you have a head start that way. 
Did you know that Brussels sprouts and artichokes are cool weather plants? Yes. I didn't really, but they are. Collard greens. They take forever. Pretty much anything you can put in a salad is a cold, cold mm. weather plant, like cauliflower, broccoli, stuff like that. Cabbage. I'm going to I'm going to try doing broccoli from seed this year. That's one of the things in my winter sewing, Christy. Oh, that's what I was going to do too. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put. Mm-hmm. And folks, if you don't know what winter sewing is, we're talking about a method of starting seeds outdoors in the winter mm-hmm. and even in the spring. And you can find that out in our episode 25, Take Out Your Jugs and Learn How to Winter Sew. People love that episode and not just because of the visual it gives men. So take a check out that. It's and not re- just men. Not not just men. I'm such a sexist bitch. Okay. <laughs> Why haven't we talked about radishes? Let's talk about radishes. Radishes are one of the first things yeah. that you can plant. They're easy peasy. You can sow those seeds outside four to six weeks before the average date of the last frost. And I love the French radishes. The French breakfast radishes. Oh, they're, yeah, those they're are my long favorite. and tubular. Yes. They're so good. I love all radishes. I love radishes. The daikon, the Japanese, mm. they're really super hot. Love radishes. Do you ever put butter on your radishes? Yes. Yeah. Well, on is, bread. Yes. Butter, salt, and bread. Yeah, we used to do that when I lived at home. Yep. Any other vegetables that you could start outside? Early, 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 early outside. It says on my list here potatoes, but I'm never planting another potato after my miserable failure last year. Chives, turnips. Oh, I used to plant turnips. Really? And then I realized I don't like turnips. Yeah. But, (laughs) you know, you could plant them if you like them. Sometimes I plant things just to see if I can grow them. I do that too. And then when they don't work out so well, I go, well, I'm done with Brussels sprouts because that's just way too much energy. Okay, me too. I tried the Brussels sprouts and they were just infested with those little white aphids and they were the size of a marble. Yeah. Well, yours are bigger than mine after the whole summer of watering them too and taking care of them. Bok choy. I've never grown bok choy. Me either, but it's on my list. Bok choy. (laughs) We should plant bok choy. I love to eat bok choy. Let's do it. Let's plant it. Do you have any seeds? I might. I might. I Are might you serious? Yeah. Yeah. I did go crazy buying seeds this year, so who knows? People used to, yeah. <laughs> I may have some. You may have some and have forgotten. Absolutely. I went nuts and I have a whole packet of, it'll be interesting to see what I discover. I like, oh, I forgot about this. So what else should we tell people? We've told them about different kind of peas, Do, what they could plant. What about What about starting inside right now? Because I think a lot of people are starting inside. Okay. What could people start inside right now? Let's let's tell them why it's important to know um, when to start. You just can't start them at any time because if you do it too soon and it's a hot weather plant, the little seedling will get what we call leggy. So it, it gets leggy looking for the sun and it doesn't grow well once you transplant it. Yeah, it'll just it. flop over. Flop over and lay there. So what you need to do is... Find out when your last frost date is again, and then work backwards from that. So I have um, planted, like, cold thing. Cabbage is a cold thing. Mm-hmm. Leek is a cold thing. I have not done beans or anything like that. What about you? Um, I haven't started anything inside. I'm going to do everything in a, in a, in a milk jug outside. Oh. But I'm going to start next week. I'm going to start broccoli, cauliflower, 
Well, I started both of those, so we'll see if I was too early with that. But winter sewing, you can't really be too early, can you? You can't. You just leave them in the jug. Uh, um, You know, I think the one danger you have is that there's some seeds that don't need the stratification. Uh Uh-huh. So I usually do vegetables in late March, early April. I'm going to do tomatoes for the first time and peppers, winter sow. In early April, you're going to do that? Yeah. That's great. See what happens. Yeah, see what happens. I might try that, too. i got a lot of pepper seeds and tomato seeds. Come in. Mother Goose, there's someone here to see you. She said she has some poems for the new edition of Mother Goose's Nursery Rhymes. Oh, well, Jill, let her in then. This is Meredith Houston Smythe. Do come in, Miss Houston Smythe. You can sit on that tuffet right there. Thank you, Miss Goose, but there's a rather large spider on it. Shoo it away, then. No. Then sit on the bench, won't you? There's what appears to be egg yolk on it. Oh, that's just silly Humpty. He leaks a little. I will be standing. All right. Suit yourself. What have you brought to me, then? It's a collection of poems. The collection is titled Howling in Anguish at the Garden. And the first poem is Raging at my Radish. Raging at a radish? Why ever would you rage at a vegetable? The seed packet showed a ruby-red radish. But what I grew was putrid, pale, and rather saddish. I didn't know why, so I started to cry and listened to the comedy of Tiffany Haddish. And what is a Tiffany Haddish? She's a comic that rhymes with radish. I see. I think I've heard enough. I once grew a single raspberry. The color of an embarrassed Drew Carey. But only one is just wrong. So I played it some songs, like The Wasteland by the Brit Brian Ferry. You played The Wasteland for a raspberry? I was shaming the raspberry. I see. Thank you, but... Last summer, I grew a big broccoli... Mary Mary Contrary passed by and said mockily, It's gone completely to seed. It looks like a weed. And then she flounced away all cockily. Cockily? What is cockily? <laughs> it means to move in a cocky manner like a rooster. A rooster? Yes. As well as being a reference to Mary's cockle shells, I thought it genius. Well, it's something, that's for sure. Thank you. Take this, Miss Houston Smythe. What's this? UpsideDownTulips.com Practical and non-judgmental advice on gardening, which maybe you could use. Thank you. Tulips. What rhymes with tulips? Tulips, blue lips, new lips, q-tips, shoe tips, 
Tunips, tunics, eunuchs. Oh, I must go. I have poems to write. I'll be back, Miss Goose. Goodbye, Jill. Hey to Jack. Oh, dear Jill. No good deed goes unpunished. Except for growing things. Grow something, everyone. It's a wordless poetry. Well, you can plant perennials now. There are some you can do. And a perennial, folks, is a plant that will come back year after year after year. Perennially. Mm-hmm. And if mm-hmm. it's a bare root perennial and your ground is has warmed up enough and it's not too wet, you can go ahead and put something in there as long as it's dormant. A bare root perennial. It's dormant with no green. Can I ask you about mm-hmm. bare root strawberries? Yeah, go ahead. Put them in. Put them in now. Yeah. Okay. Bare yeah, root absolutely. Strawberries. Okay. I bet. I bet if you saw, you might even go to the nursery. You might even see uh, those bags of them. Yeah, uh-huh. I'd put them in. I think maybe raspberries too. Yes. The canes. Yes. I need to get me some. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Back to fleurs. And, well, and also that's true for roses too. Bare root, dormant roses. These okay. are the ones that are in the bag. In a put bag. Them in now. Bare root means mm-hmm. the roots just hanging there by itself. Yeah. I tell I you, am I root. <laughs> go ahead I have done this this is like a, a big gardening mistake that I'll do is that I'll go to the garden center and I'll see you know, bare root strawberries bare root roses bare root perennials and I'll go oh this is so great it's so awesome and I buy them uh huh and then I never get them in the ground oh Christy I hate that oh that's like homicide Life in the garden. I get Outside. my eyes are bigger than my stomach. Yeah, you never. I, I get so excited. Um, you can also. It's a great time to plant spring flowering, early spring flowering perennials. Mm-hmm. So bleeding heart would I be love, great. Oh, that's the most beautiful plant. I wish I had one. I had one, but it died. Yeah. Oh. I love those things. Great time to plant them. Columbine. Oop! I'm winter sowing columbine. Oh, good. Yeah, I am too. What about poppies? You know, poppies you could just direct sow on the ground. Oh, okay. The seeds. Okay, good, good. Good to know. Uh, and I actually winter sow poppies because poppies don't like to be moved. When they germinate, they have a long taproot and they get crabby about moving. Uh-huh. So they're so I find success winter sowing poppies, but you can I've I know people who've done this, they say sprinkle the poppy seeds in your March snow and then the snow will take them oh, down so into the ground as it melts. Christy, I have poppy seeds, maybe, and I, I have some snow left. Maybe I'll do that. Sprinkle it on there. I'll do that this See afternoon. It. Oh, cool. Oh, my gosh. A reason to live. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you needed. That's really all I needed, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and early spring, there are some annuals that you can plant and okay. have around. Uh-huh. My favorite is the pansy. Such a pretty plant. And winter sowing some pansies. Yeah. You can go to the nursery and get some and put them in a container or stick them in um, a window box or put them in your garden. Didn't you try to overwinter some pansies? I kind of am still. Are you, are they not dead? They're, they are, they don't look happy, but they are not dead. That's just great. (laughs) Oh, good. Let's see if they make it. That's great. Uh, Also, uh, violas. I love violas too. In fact, I have some that are blooming in my yard right now. Wow, that's nice. Primrose. 
a nice pretty flower. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of flowers that'll start blooming right now, people all get excited about. They say, oh, uh, daffodils, uh, tulips, iris, these type of things. Mm-hmm. You have to plant in the fall to bloom right now. Because they're bulbs. But there are some bulbs you can plant in the spring. Okay. There are some that, um, they're called summer flowering bulbs that you plant now. And not all of them are winter hardy, which means that depending upon where you live, you may have to dig them up in the fall and store them. I made that mistake when I planted the gladiola. Oh, I love gladiolas. I do too, but I didn't bring them in, so. And did they, they just, they'll just rot and they won't make it. They just disappear. Yeah, they just disappeared. But they were beautiful for that one summer, you know. And that's okay too, I think. Well, I think so too. I mean, who, I don't know, who has the time to dig up bulbs and yeah. bring them in? And if you get a little packet of bulbs and say it's like five, ten bucks, uh-huh. and you plant them and you get enjoyment from it, yeah, then what's wrong with that? It's then buy bulbs wrong the next with year. That. You know, it's not crack cocaine. <laughs> well, you can. Um, there are certain uh, winter-hardy bulbs so I think of like um, lilies uh-huh. are great to plant. Um, you know, you can get an oriental lily or an Asiatic lily. What about the Easter lily? Yes, of course. Right? Yeah. Because, because Easter's almost always when it's still mm-hmm. cold out. Yeah, the best time to buy those are the day after Easter. And after, <laughs> and right. They'll be cheaper. And after you enjoy them at Easter time, mm-hmm. you know, all the churches and stuff mm-hmm. have them. Take them home and plant them in your garden. And you'll have it forever. And you'll have them forever. Right. Easter lilies. Mm-hmm. Beautiful things. Uh, do you have day lilies? Day lilies. I have a, a couple. And I remember we had a discussion about this. They bloom for a day. And I thought, and yeah. I asked you, why would anyone have a plant that blooms for one day? And you said, because there's more blooms. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. One plant will have many, many blooms uh-huh. on it. So my day lilies will are constantly blooming for like a good three weeks yeah. in the summer. They're, they're beautiful. They're and like they come in little sunshines. They come in all, all different colors. The most common color is like a like an orangey. Uh-huh. But you, they also come in yellow. You can get pink ones. You can get the ones I have in my front yard are sort of a deep burgundy. Those are pretty. I like those. And you can plant those. There's a, usually will be a bare root. And... They're bare, they come as a bare root? Mm-hmm. Oh. These are little know. bulbs, and you can just plant them in okay. the, plant them in the ground. And, and can you plant them, and this is under the category of you can plant them now. Now, yes. Now, okay, good. Yeah, plant them now. It's also a side note, a great time to divide daylilies, because mine are just starting to come up. Maybe they've got an inch or two of green on uh-huh. them, and once they get a lot bigger than that, they're just, they get crabby and you'll lose blooms. Mm. So it's a great time to divide daylilies. Okay, good, good. Also, begonias are a great bulb that you can plant right now. And, you, and usually they, and they, they can overwinter if you mulch them really well in the fall. Christy, what about, do you ever find a reason to divide tulips? I mean, I yes. have some. You, really? Because do they propagate by themselves? They can. And also, they'll change color or they'll just stop producing. So you need to dig them up and put something else there. But, but just as a side note, when you're talking about tulips, is that you should, uh, once your tulips start blooming, yeah, uh, you can, if you want to, cut off the flower and bring them inside. That's a really nice thing to do with tulips. Or let them bloom out there, but don't take the green leaves with it. Because That's how they make their food, right? Correct, yes. I think photosynthesis, I think, is the professional You need word. to wait for the tulip to actually yellow uh-huh. before you remove the stems okay. and the leaves. 
Um, you can also plant right now dormant shrubs and trees in early spring, depending upon where you live. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping this is my year to go get a forsythia bush and put that in my yard. Well, I hope that it is too. I mean, are you going to go looking soon? Yes. Know? Yeah. Uh-huh. Because they're saying that people are running out of stuff left and right. Oh, I better get out there then. Yeah. And I better get out looking for raspberry canes as well. Yeah. Christy, what time is it? I don't know. What time is it? Is it mailbag time? Ring, ring. Ring, ring. <laughs> okay. So we have a letter today from Lisa B. And I think she's from New York. Uh I think that's where she's living during the pandemic. Um, and she had posted on Facebook a way she has of propagating vegetables, not from seed, but from actually full-grown vegetables that she's harvested in her garden. Oh, this is great. Christy, this is great. And so I asked her to write us and tell us about her process. And she says, if a vegetable already has roots, usually leeks, scallions, sometimes carrots, and all really, depending upon where you get them, do not shave off the bottom. Leave these beautiful roots on and they'll grow even faster. It's really the easiest thing to do. I use cabbage, celery, scallions, onions, leeks, lettuce, carrots, other vegetables that have been harvested with the bottoms intact. I cut the bottom off about one to two inches and then shave the very bottom so that water can get up into it. Many will take root right away, and you can plant it in soil. So she puts these in a large dish and uh -huh. fills it with water. Uh -huh. Some take a while, and people have said they just regrow them in water. I change the water every third day or so. The cabbage is really beautiful and won't really grow back into a full head, but you can use the leaves and simply cut it and let it keep growing. As with all the others, I rarely pull the entire plant out of the ground and just cut as I need it and it will keep growing. Carrots won't grow into another carrot, though they are really pretty and feathery, and eventually will seed for you so you can plant those. Um, it's nice to be in touch, Lisa. And then here I have some pictures of what she's done, and we'll put these on our Facebook page post, but the first one is a bowl of vegetables that she has shaved and put in a bowl of water and then a couple weeks later you can see how it has grown christy we should do that that's wonderful we should do a whole episode about these magical foods that mm -hmm. regrow themselves and what a fun thing you could do with your kids what a wonderful thing to do yeah i mean there's some plants like i think we've talked about like the cabbage that you leave in the ground mm -hmm. you harvest the cabbage mm -hmm. and then little cabbages grow on the same plant in the ground we could do a whole episode on water propagation, soil propagation. Yeah, this is sort of like a hydroponic way of keeping your vegetables going. What a wonderful letter. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, Lisa. And folks, if you have any gardening stories, successes, flops, gardening questions, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, you could write us. You could write us at UpsideDownTulips at Gmail or at our website at UpsideDownTulips.com or clink. In the show notes. I did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading off of an outline she has here. Christy, do you have any inspiring words for us? I do, Edith. Oh, I knew you would. 
This week's moment of inspiration uh-huh. comes from Pablo Neruda. Uh, a poet. Oh, yay. He says, You can cut all the flowers, but you can't keep spring from coming. Oh. Even when things get dark. Oh, I get it. Spring I get it. will yeah. always be it's there. It's just going to come. That's it wonderful. It is. Always. And it's here. And thank you for that, Christy. And thanks, everybody, for listening today. We are Edith Weiss and Christy Munter Larson. And if you got some laughs and some value out of Upside Down Tulips this episode, could you do us a favor? Please do it. Please go to your phone, click on that share button, and share the show on social or with a friend who might also appreciate this podcast. Special thanks to Denise Gentilini for composing and performing the Upside Down Tulips theme song. We love it, and if you love it, I know you do, and you want to hear more of Denise's music, go to denisegentilini.com or find that link on our website. And another special thanks to our extremely talented and very kind friends, Catherine Gray and David Sloan. Join us next week for our tips and tricks on when to plant. And don't forget, if you make a mistake, your garden will forgive you. Amen. (laughs) Nice. Upside down to